doesn't matter how much you drive around, you will never get to where you want to go if you don't have the right map. Stanley Rosenberg. This is Exploring Polyvagal Theory, a dialogue to deepen our understanding of the nervous system and how we might make safety in everyday life accessible for all. I'm Lauren Hubele. I'm a health educator and gymotherapy expert, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Japanese acupuncturist, Megan Lint. Hello, Megan. Hi, Lauren. Hi, everyone listening. It's great to be back with you again. And I just love that quote. It speaks to me on so many levels because I think as we are walking our day-to-day -day journey, we are constantly filling out our map and getting to know where we are and who we are and um, see where that leads us. Megan, um, I agree with you and I love Stanley Rosenberg and, but I particularly love this idea of a map and I think it even um, dovetails in with our previous conversation before we got recording that we're all in such an interesting time right now that we are searching for the right map, right? How, how are we meant to live our day-to-day -day life? And um, that's, that map is changing constantly. But I think what, what Stanley Rosenberg, clearly he wrote his book, pre-COVID, pre-2020, <laughs> he may um, have a different quote for us now, but I think what he was referring to is the right map for our body, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. understanding that and not having the right map seems to be such a problem for our, our clients and all of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we use that map analogy, I think it's really applicable in so many areas. It's a very familiar analogy for me because it's something that I think about often when I think about my acupuncture practice and my study of East Asian medicine. I think about when I was in school and I was learning, you know, the basics of the philosophy of East Asian medicine and, you know, the point locations and where they all are and and then you start your practice. And this is sort of like taking the theory, like where the rubber hits the road. And I realized that what I had was um, a map that only had the big landmarks on it. Mm. And that my journey was to uh, really have an embodied sense of getting to know my clients and um, what, how energy manifests in the body and to fill in that map so you can actually find where you are and where you're trying to go. And so when this quote came up, I feel like it's very meaningful because it also dovetails with Deb Dana's practice of um, our mapping our individual states of the autonomic nervous system and how we experience ourselves and life through the lens of each of those states. And, you know, as Cameron Scott uh, has reminded us again and again, the power of the practice of noticing and naming. And I think all of that um, is a beautiful, um, ties in beautifully with Stanley Rosenberg's analogy of the map, um, getting to know our body, getting to know the states of the autonomic nervous system, and how that is individual to us so that we can be present in the moment 
and identify where we are and then utilize our tools to regain our homeostasis. I love that, Megan. Um, you've said that so eloquently. I, I don't know. I would have much to add. Um, but this, this filling in our map is what the two of us have been doing, right? We came yeah. with very full ideas already of how the body works. And in our last couple of years of work together with chemotherapy and the nervous system, we had a pretty good map. You know, it, it was getting us where we needed to go um, with some exceptions, right? There were some un, unexplained um, cases that we couldn't quite figure out. Why isn't this working? It seems to be working. And, and yet now um, at, at this point, we have this new information coming in and suddenly I feel like um, my map has all new direction signals as well, right? <laughs> yeah. What I thought, you know, if I look, you look at the map and you have that nice little north, south, east and west down at the bottom. I honestly feel someone just took my map and turned it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The key is different now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, yeah. the north is, is different. And, and having this lens, thank you, Stephen Porges, for <laughs> pioneering this theory. Um, explains everything. It literally explains everything. I had just seen a, a quote from Deb Dana about, you know, once you train in the polyvagal lens, um, there's no going back because it literally begins to explain um, all we need. And so I hope that was what we're doing for you all listening in. We're helping fill in your map because like all of us, there's gaps. And if you have been one of these people that are constantly searching for an answer to symptoms, and you feel like, you know, you're just missing, you're just missing it, you know, and it's like, have you ever been in that new city and you've got your map or your phone and you keep missing the business you're trying to look for or the landmark and and you just find yourself going around in circles um i think that's what we do with our health so often yeah and i think it's really important to validate and acknowledge this round and round because when we're talking about uh, the three states of the autonomic nervous system we know that um Sometimes when we are feeling either invalidated or frustrated because we are not finding tools and answers to facilitate um, some healing and uh, some comfort for ourselves, that it can feed itself because that in itself is a little bit of extra trauma. Oh, Megan. Um, so sometimes we find ourselves in an exacerbation when we're looking for healing. And I just wanna validate that we have all been there and, you know, it's easy when you're on the other side of it to smile about it and say, you know, that's the crooked road that led us to where we are. But in the moment, it's extremely challenging and it's part of filling in our map. Um, so I am hopeful that as listeners continue to take this exploration of getting to know um, 
a little bit more about the autonomic nervous system and particularly a little bit more about our own autonomic nervous systems, that we can have this outline, this overview of what the three states generally are, and then really how they manifest in our own bodies and in our own minds to offer ourselves um, a little bit more understanding and compassion when our chronic symptoms flare up. Well, you use the magic word compassion, and I think that's the greatest gift we can offer ourselves in this healing process. And it is the way out from the loop because when we find ourselves in this, this um, not finding our answers, we become very harsh with ourselves, and, um, yeah. and, and harsh with those around us too, because it can be frustrating. So let's take a step back. <laughs> Yeah. breathe a little bit together and um, do a, a little exploring. Today, I want to bring to the table this very, very common symptom of digestive issues. And this is this list can go on, right? It could look like loose stools. It can look like spasms. It can look like nausea, um, even vomiting and reflux. And um, as I mentioned these, I hope your, your ears are picking up because I am sure everyone listening either has dealt with this, is dealing with it, or has a loved one um, challenged by that. And I would like today to fill in your map a little bit more, bringing this polyvagal lens to this idea of um, digestive symptoms. Beautiful. Yeah. So Megan, you know, let, let's, should we break these down a bit or what would be a good entry point? Well, I think a great entry point for me that kept popping up when I sat down to think about where the marriage lies and the language lies between my lens of uh, polyvagal and being becoming more informed about the autonomic nervous system and our exploration of that, our exploration and study of gemotherapy, and of course, um, the foundation of my lens, which is East Asian medicine. And one of the things that I feel like is really fundamental to all of those is the understanding of the interplay between our sympathetic energy, which um, in Asian medicine um, is our yang, and that is our, our life will or our, um, the active side of us that continues to keep going, that allows all of our inner body functions to continue to do their process of sustaining us, that allows us to meet each moment with um, the amount of energy that's required to take part in life, um, particularly when we perceive it as um, more demanding. And then the balance of that with what in uh, autonomic language we call uh, the vagal break, which is our ability to temper that um, action and that um, more fiery mobilized nature 
that sustains us um, with a little bit of a titrated nature so that we can temper it and uh, almost like we have our hand on a knob. And this meets the topic of digestion for me um, through the lens of Asian medicine beautifully when we think about how we look at digestion in Asian medicine, which is we look at the stomach almost as a soup pot and we look at um, our young energy, our kidney young energy as the fire under that soup pot. And sometimes the fire is up too high and we have too much um, mobilized, you know, fire burning in our digestion and we just kind of burn it up. And uh, other times the fire is too low and we're not absorbing and, um, Things are coming out pretty quickly, looking a lot like they did when they went in. And it's really, you know, becoming an active participant in our nervous system and um, utilizing our vagal break so that we can become an active participant looks a lot like the ability to recognize that and then have the tools to put our hand on the knob of the stove and start to be able to turn the fire up and down so that it works with us and that we're not feeling so powerless. And so if we think about the stomach as a soup pot, if we can adjust the fire based on the time of day that we've eaten or how much we've eaten or how we feel when we've eaten, then we can um, meet the demands in the moment a little bit more appropriately. Hmm. Megan, I love the idea of empowering our listeners. That's what my work has always been about. And um, I, I think it, this might be um, a, a good way for us to approach this is to talk about this through the extracts and yeah. then um, share this might be useful if these are your digestive symptoms. Why don't we take it that way? Um, yeah. Should I'll we be... lay out the basics of what digestion might look like? Yeah, let's see. In... Yeah, okay. So how about I start with sympathetic? Yeah. And I think, you know, we often talk about the term activation or mobilization, mm. uh, fight or flight. These are terms that you often hear used in reference to the sympathetic nervous system. But when we're talking about digestion, I think that there's a reframe that can be really helpful, which is that in sympathetic, when we are feeling a danger or a threat, and so we're coming from a reactive sympathetic place, the inner knowing of our nervous system reallocates our inner resources. And one of the ways it does that is by um, shutting down our digestion and some of our other functions so that our energy can be reallocated um, to the extremities so that we can run faster and, and do what's needed to um, meet that demanding moment. So even though we think about mobilization in sympathetic, when it comes to our digestion, often it's experienced as a slowing or a stopping. That, Megan, that is very clear. And I think that's very helpful for our listeners. I, I was also thinking of, of another thing that would be really important, probably before I 
get ahead of myself because I get so excited to talk about extracts is just to um, leave this disclaimer here. We're talking about digestive symptoms here that we're going to work with through the nervous system. If you find that you are not getting results, then we would both recommend you work directly with a practitioner. And I keep a list of those practitioners on my website, all trained in this and able to help you with um, guiding this process. Although we both would like to encourage you to take your health in your own hands. So even with that, we often need um, another lens looking at our body with us, helping us fill in that map. Yeah, well said. Yeah, so let's go ahead and, and, and look at this. Um, it, we have a, a way that we look at digestion and elimination, particularly in gymotherapy and, and sharing what's optimal. And we talk about stool and we talk about form of stool based on a Bristol stool chart. We also talk about number of stools and so for those of you that aren't familiar with uh, my work, let me just share that optimal cleaning of the body should be happening multiple times a day, um, something like two at a minimum, three. And ideally it's, it's following your eating patterns. So you eat, there's some time to digest, and then you have a stool elimination. It would not be optimal to have all your stool eliminations in the morning or all of them in the evening, and certainly far from optimal to skip days between that. Anything that you want to add on elimination that I might have missed there, Megan? Uh, I also think that, um, yes, I think that it's very easily um, misunderstood when we say two to three, that if you're having two to three bowel movements, as Lauren said, um, first thing in the morning, uh, then that we, we need to see a, a rhythmic cleaning of the body. So not all at one time of day. If your stool is um, two to three times a day, but uh, might be watery or loose, then we would see that also as uh, needing some support. If your bowels are waking you up in the morning so that you need to rush in, or if you're being awoken in the middle of the night um, to have a bowel movement, these are all areas um, that are telling us that your body could use some, some recalibration and some support. So Megan, I think it's important to share too that this set of extracts that we're talking about today all happen to be central nervous system harmonizers. And we've talked a lot in our conversations with Cameron about the importance of the central nervous system and its role in bring, being the, the command central and taking in the information. And so in relationship to digestion, we need to make sure what's coming in is coming in at a pace and with accuracy that our body can manage it. Yeah. So, so I think it's very notable that these are all working with the central nervous system and they're all harmonizers. So they're going to balance 
this input of sensory information. You know, one other caveat that I think might be helpful for listeners is to understand, so what exactly does the nervous system have to do with digestion? Mm -hmm. And I think um, without getting too deep into um, the way we talk about the nervous system in the body, there is, we know that uh, the central nervous system we call the command center as Cameron has, it's a beautiful analogy that Cameron has given us. And we know that the gut um, is the you know, enteric nervous system. And we know that those two communicate through the autonomic, through the vagus nerve, through the autonomic nervous system. So there really is um, some biology to um, what we're talking about. And I encourage you, if you're interested, uh, we're not gonna devote too much more time to that, but um, there's tons of information out there about the links um, between the brain and the gut and the nervous systems and the gut. So um, I encourage you to look that up and study a little bit more. Yes, and, and Megan, you know, these days when I'm teaching this um, in my class to practitioners or interested parties, we always begin with the central nervous system. If we aren't bringing in this sensory information correctly, um, we're going to have see all kinds of disruptions in our body. And in my mind, I, I always look at symptoms and, and our capacity to go as far upstream from and, and get us right to the root of where that may begin. And you can't go any further upstream than the central nervous system. Yeah. So we're gonna work on that level. And I, for those of you that spend a lot of time with, um, you know, gastro docs, this may sound a little bit um, um, unusual to you. And I think, again, I would follow Megan's advice, look into this because this is really where we have to begin. And, and you know, yeah, go ahead, Megan. Uh, you just sparked something in my mind, which is a beautiful article that I read recently uh, by a physician. Um, acknowledging that um, what they call medically unexplained symptoms, MUS is a term that typically doctors use when they acknowledge that something's going on that's impacting your quality of life, but that when they check you out, they can't um, locate anything that they're finding as wrong. And I read a beautiful uh, article by a physician who is now more polyvagal informed and is acknowledging that this is really game-changing for him in his uh, reframing what he's seeing that he used to call medically unexplained and um, validating people's experience. Well, Megan, I mean, that's right what we've been addressing, right? We've talked about vertigo often yeah. in that category, heart palpitations without any physiological reason. And now here we are with digestion. Yeah. Needless to say, having long-term, long-standing digestive problems can cause other deeper, more chronic deterioration in other organs and in the digestive tract itself. But the origin is with our nervous system. It is. So let's is. take a look. Let's, let's see what um, we've got here. You know, Megan, I want to start with probably one of both of our favorite extracts, and that is black honeysuckle. Mm. And 
when we look at black honeysuckle as an extract, I want to just touch on um, its primary action and here and then let you expand a little how you see this might be helpful in this circumstance, Megan, but its primary action is as a tonic for the liver, the intestines and the, the spleen. And it, it is its action is also to thin mucus in the nose and the bronchi and the intestines. What's that doing? That's increasing fluidity, resolving damp states and easing drainage and particularly elimination. And then it is also a central nervous system harmonizer. So there you are. How would you see that extract um, working with this particular set of symptoms, Megan? Yeah, I, I think that you said it really beautifully. I think that um, in its relationship with our liver energy, uh, along with our digestive energies, uh, the liver energy in the body has to do with the smooth flow of chi. So think about it as um, an organizing principle or the manager of something, keeping everything pretty much um, moving as it should. We don't want anything to be blocked up. We don't want anything to be too weak. So it's just sort of keeping everything in line. And so when we're thinking about black honeysuckle and its ability to resolve damp states, um, the dampness, you know, it tends to, we experience that often as uh, fungal things in the body, particularly mm -hmm. in damp parts of the country. And that is often experienced in the hollow organ, uh, hollow organs as phlegm or um, lack of movement. Dampness creates lack of movement often. So when we thin things and we improve the smooth flow and we open up blockages, uh, we can see how this could be quite a harmonizer for the digestion. Yeah, thanks, Megan. Well, we, we wouldn't be talking about digestion um, without talking about common fig. And this extract, as you all know, has come up multiple times in our podcast. It is a superpower as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> We're talking about um, working with the autonomic nervous system, but a common fig is also a harmonizer for the central nervous system, specifically the brain, improving the quality of information of transmission via, via neurotransmitters of serotonin, adrenaline, neuroadrenaline, and dopamine. It, it has a secondary um, action on the autonomic nervous system involving the brain and the stomach access too. But I want to put the, our focus right now on what common fig does for the central nervous system, because I think it's huge. It's a big player in this field. It is handling what we're bringing in, right? It's processing it and bringing it in at a rate that we can manage. And I think that's why these days in the year of 2020, we're talking so often about FIG because um, we're all struggling to take it all in or not take it in one way or another. Megan, what do you have to say about common FIG? Yeah, I, I mean, FIG is, FIG keeps coming up because FIG is one of our best friends right now, I think during this time 
When we talk about digestion through the Asian lens, we usually talk about what we call digestion with a capital D. And you've probably heard me say this before. And really what that means is that we're talking about our ability not just to digest the food and fluids that we take in, but our ability to digest our thoughts and digest our experiences and digest the stimulus that we're taking in. And as Lauren said, you know, take that in in a way that our body understands and at a pace that feels sustainable to us. And really that is my experience of FIG, that it helps us, first of all, come back into our bodies to access an embodied sense of safety and to um, take in everything we need to sustain ourselves, whether that's on the mental, emotional level or the physical level in a way that works for us. And, um, you know, we know that the, the gut-brain connection is so powerful. And we know that as a harmonizer for the central nervous system, um, that if we can get the correct messages to command central, then that can help us access an embodied sense of safety and um, it can change our state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everyone should have fig on their list for sure. That's listening in. So I wanna bring up an extract that um, um, I don't talk about very often when it comes to the um, nervous system because we're, we're beginning to, see this extract more from just now for its potential there. And this is the extract walnut. Um, walnut has a primary action as a tonic, working on the mucosal level in the body through the entire digestive system, urinary system, skin and vagina, when we're working with it at a big dose, a full dose. Um, but when we're microdosing, which is what Megan and I here are recommending to you to do with each of these extracts and a one to two drop dosage, that's how we reach the nervous system. We want to consider walnut and its act as a harmonizer for the central nervous system. And um, again, this is something I think of great interest um, to me right now when we're looking at people that you know, have had a history of um, challenges on the digestive level for, you know, imbalances and um, infectious states in the mucosal level. You, there's certainly um, a, a case for taking walnut in large doses, but again, thinking, let's move upstream. Let's move upstream from the actual digestive organs and let's see what we can do with the central nervous system first. And so I, that's when I would consider walnut here. Megan, what do you have to say about walnut? Yeah, I think it's interesting the pointings that walnut's giving us. Um, you know, walnut likes to grow alone as a tree. And we know that in the body, uh, walnut has an effect on the mucosal linings. And so I think that there is a clarity and a harmonizing smoothness that 
uh, walnut reinstates in the central nervous system. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, Olive, I love Olive. <laughs> um, I really do. And again, if I had to say there's an extract that needs to be on your counter right now, in addition to fig, um, I would bring um, uh, Olive out. And yeah. So Olive has, a, its primary action is on the cardiovascular system. So it, when we're using it in full doses, that's when we're going to take that into consideration. And it's um, preventing de degeneration of the um, arteries and buildup of plaque. It has some very important jobs there. Um, but um, it also is a central nervous system harmonizer. And um, its work with the central ner nervous system comes through this vessel dilation, improving the blood flow to the brain. And so in this action of bringing in nutrients and oxygen to the brain, we get an improved function there. And this increase in cerebral circulation leads to better brain function, memory, and also a sense of calm, um, all of which are very useful when we're dealing with digestive symptoms. How do you see Olive? Yeah, Olive, um, through the Asian medicine lens, I think similar to black honeysuckle, it does um, smooth the flow of the chi in our body and in our nervous system. But Olive also acts um, Sometimes when we are in a sympathetic state and we become activated, we can, um, th there's an energetic effect on our ability to um, digest our food and it can become chronic. And the way that this looks in the body in that state is that sometimes we have back and forth loose stools and constipation. Mm. And this is a more, a slightly more complex picture, but Olive has the ability to, um, you know, the body nourishes itself. It nourishes our muscles and our tendons and our ligaments and our, it nourishes ourselves through the blood. And so Olive's relationship with the blood allows this to be a very soothing and nourishing extract. And at the same time, um, be an opener and create fluidity. So there's a beautiful balance between those two and Olive can dance that very delicately. It doesn't push us, um, but it doesn't hold us back. And so it does that both for our physical and um, emotional and mental bodies. Nice. So if, if you've been around the gymotherapy world at all, um, you surely have heard of silver lime. Um, and when I came to study gemotherapy, it was the extract for the nervous system, um, followed closely by fig. And that was really what existed. And um, fortunately for all the work that um, I'm thankful for that Dr. Fernando Patera has done in Italy to Sess out those that work both with the central and autonomic nervous system for us. We're expanding the repertoire of what we can offer the nervous system 
it comes at a time when we're learning so much about the nervous system and realizing this is really where um, we can begin healing problems and it's where the problems originate. So silver lime is interesting and, and I think it's particularly interesting when we're working with digestive symptoms um, because it, it, it can, can be extremely healing. It's a harmonizer for both the central and the autonomic nervous system. However, sometimes there is a paradoxal effect with olive and, or excuse me, with silver lime. And that shows up when there is considerable um, dysbiosis. And um, this has been, a, a, the digestive problems have been quite long standing. So in that case, we often suggest in, from the gemotherapy lens, combine it with common fig, take them together one drop of each. However, I think it, it, if you're not in that category of having long, long standing digestive issues, and this is more recent for you, I would suggest trying it on its own because it's really beautiful. It has a wonderful ability to reconnect, reconnect us to our body, reconnect us to both our central and our autonomic nervous system. What's your experience with silver line, Megan? Yeah, I think in relationship to digestion and the central nervous system, my experience and understanding of silver lime overlaps a little bit with um, how we talk about black current in this particular case, which is I think that it offers a recalibration mm. um, back to our inner compass pointing north. So um, when we're feeling like we're a little bit lost in what's going on, we're not quite sure um, what tools we need to use to get ourselves recalibrated. Silver lime um, as a partner extract or silver lime on its own seems to just recalibrate us so that we can start to see our map again. Sometimes the map is lost. We know that something's off and we can't even quite put our finger on what it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, in that way, I think silver lime can act as the first step in helping us become an active participant again. Sure. Sure. And I think that's how we used it um, historically for a long yeah. time. It was the first extract we'd often start with, but now we have um, such a juicy selection that it's sometimes it's neglected, right? So we've covered five extracts for you, um, all meant to be microdosed. That means one or two drops directly on the tongue. Uh, our recommendation is to work with these and see what your results are. And, and if you find yourself getting frustrated or struggling, that's not necessary. No one needs to be struggling these days. So just reach out. Um, I have a nice list of practitioners on my website. That's laurenhubelay.com. And I know you will find some guidance there. I also would refer you to our Gemo Memo podcast. We have um, nice recordings on each one of those extracts if you'd like to learn a little bit more. And Megan, where can folks learn more about your work? 
Yeah, uh, you can find out a little bit more about my work at aculemp.com. And I just wanna reiterate what Lauren said about the nervous system dose, which is just a drop or two. And also to, you know, the goal of working with our nervous system with the GEMOs is to get to know, you know, we're talking about getting to know how we experience ourselves and life in each of the three autonomic nervous system mm -hmm. states. And it follows that we're getting to know how in each of those states we experience these extracts. So when you try the extracts, I would start with trying them one at a time and pay attention to how you're feeling and what you notice because you will start to develop a relationship with the extract. And it might do exactly for you what we're reporting. And you might notice that you have some of your own nuances and that um, certain extracts um, help you more than others at different times. Sure. It's all about relationships. And right. the first relationship we must have is with ourselves and with our own nervous system. And only then can we reach out and experience an extract because we have to know first what our body's asking for. Mm. So I, I also want to um, give a note about polyvagal theory here. Uh, if, you're, if you're joining us for the first time, this has been an exploration for Megan and I in bringing this lens to both of our own work. And um, if you are interested in learning more, I absolutely would suggest work finding your way over to Deb Dana's Rhythm of Regulation site. And I would invite you to join us next week. We're going to have our um, frequent guest, Cameron Scott, um, the passionate polyvagalist back and discussing the topic of um, pain and how we see pain with the polyvagal lens. Mm -hmm.